and welcome to episode 44 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Definitely write it down because I talk to a lot of people and they'll say, yeah, I've got an idea in my head, but that's not strategy. You need to really write it down. You need to work out how you're going to measure it. So how will you know you're successful? You need a lot of different pieces to go into it. Are you going to repurpose it? Are you going to use the content elsewhere? And if so, how will you know if that's working? Hello, my name's Ian Anderson-Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I've got the wonderful Amanda Webb on to talk about strategy, creating your live video strategy so that you can have a purpose and you can drive sales to your website and leads as well. So I can't wait. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely booty. Amanda Webb, please help me with my love video strategy. Amanda Webb, please help me. I really feel I'm lost at sea. Amanda Webb, please help me with my love. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, this is episode 44 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. I'm really excited to be bringing in Amanda Webb onto the show. We're going to be talking about how to create your live video strategy, which is awesome. But first, it's time to bring in my first sponsor, which is Restream. Restream is the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. With Restream, you can stream to multiple platforms all at the same time, and they have a plethora of destinations. I love that word plethora. So for example, you can stream to LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Twitch, Periscope, and so much more, which is awesome. Now, the thing about Restream is that it allows you to not just broadcast to one, but loads and loads at the same time. So you can multicast very, very easily. So you can stream from your favorite tool to Restream, and then Restream will then take care of that multi-streaming for you really easily. So if you don't want to use another tool, they've also got a built-in web version of a streaming tool within the app. So that's really cool. As well as that, Restream has a chat analytics and a scheduler feature. With the chat service, you can view and engage with your audience of all the different destinations you stream to. And with the analytics section, which is a new feature with Restream, this allows you to view stream metrics, see how many viewers, watch minutes, new followers, and much more. And then finally, 
the scheduler allows you to broadcast pre-recorded video live. So if you want to find out more, if you want to sign up for free and have a play, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash restream. That's iag.me forward slash restream. You're listening, listening to the, the Confident, Confident Live Marketing, Marketing Podcast, Podcast with, with Ian Anderson Gray. So I'm excited to bring on my good friend, Amanda Webb, onto the show. This has been a long time coming. So Amanda is from Spiderworking, and she helps small businesses win at online strategy. Her blog has won awards nationally and internationally, and she just loves to talk marketing. When she's not working, she loves watching Doctor Who, playing with her cats, and going for long cycle rides in the Irish countryside. Amanda, it's great to have you on the show. Hello, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's exciting. It's, it has been a long time coming. We've been trying to make this happen for ages, but you know, when you get marketers together, I mean, how, how, how do we organize ourselves? It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things, it's isn't true. it? So yeah, this is this is exciting because we saw each other last week in sunny San Diego, which was which was awesome. But now we're back in colder climates. So where are you from? Where where do you live these days? I live in County Kildare in Ireland, which is about an hour outside Dublin on a good day, depending on the traffic. And yeah, it's freezing here. My toes are I've got three pairs of socks and a pair of slippers on. And my toes are still freezing. And the end of my nose, I don't know if it's red, but it feels red because it's so cold. It's like an icicle. No, you look okay. It's fine. No, no, no red noses. But I yeah, feel, the, feel the cold. It's pretty cold here. I'm in the south of Manchester, so it's pretty cold here. But you've got the beautiful Irish countryside, so it's all good. I do. I'm looking at it now. I have a fabulous view outside my window of green fields and trees, and it's nice. Awesome. Well, Today, unfortunately, we had some technical problems. Or should I say, I had some technical problems. Amanda, you are absolutely fine, as professional as you always are. But we had some problems. And so we're just streaming to Facebook today. Hopefully, we'll get those things sorted. We had, had some technical problems with the sound, which is really weird. But these things happen. We've got some lovely people watching. We've got Tim Son is here. So he says, hi, Amanda. And Ian hey. Gray from the US. So it's awesome to have you here. Dave Brown is still here. Uh, Martin Buckland is here. Sounds great now, which is great. And Tim also says, my grand grandfather immigrated to the US from Ireland. My mum visited a few years ago. Awesome. I wonder which bit you'll have to tell us. Yeah, definitely tell us which bit. Um, that'd be cool. It's time. You, you know about this. It is time for the quiz. Are you ready? I am ready. Right. Let's, let's, let's do it. For some reason, the sounds aren't working. That's great, isn't it? There we go. The sounds are working. Don't know if you can hear this, but this is the theme song. So in, the, in this quiz, basically, I it's a great way of getting to know my guests on the show. Just a series of very simple questions that I'm going to ask you. Okay, so here is the first question. Okay, so what is your favorite type of food, Amanda? Ah, so hard, so hard. I'm going to say Italian food. Because I've loved it since I was a kid, but you know, almost any time. <laughs> You're a bit of a foodie, I think, aren't you? Um, I my I do like my food. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you know I struggle to lose weight, probably because I like so, so much. Food. Well, it, Italian food is is very healthy. It's I, I, healthy, so, apart from you know all that pasta. The pasta. Yeah, but there. the the olive oil that 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 makes it all okay. So that that's cool. Yeah. Okay, I think I know the answer to this question. Mac or PC? So I have a Mac, so I guess I'm a Mac person. Okay. But you, you're kind of slightly reserved there. You're not like a full 
a full no, on. I've, I've never been. Well, I, I probably was at some stage really passionate. I don't see me using anything other than a Mac, but I understand that PCs are, if I say just as good, I know people will go, they're better. <laughs> you know, they're just, I know they're just as good and, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and on the show where, you know, I'm very much uh, platform agnostic, you know, there's definitely pros and cons with both. I have both. I switched to Mac a few years ago, but I'll probably go back to PC. Or, or Actually, to be honest, I think I'll always use a bit of both, really. So, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, next question is your favorite kind of music. I kind of like ambient dance music. Ooh. That's cool. So get, give us an example. What kind of would that be? I don't know, like Lemon Jelly or The Orb or anything a bit dancey but mellow at the same time. That would be my favourite That sounds I really cool. I, I need to kind of listen out to a bit bit more of that. I do quite like trance, but sometimes it's a little bit too too full on. Not good when you're driving because you tend to speed. <laughs> so maybe a bit of ambient <laughs> stuff, although I don't want to kind of fall asleep. Cool. Okay, so if you had to choose between a banana and a Krispy Kreme donut, what would it be? I'm going to say a banana because some, I do <sighs> love donuts. But they're a little bit calorific, and sometimes if you eat them, you feel a bit sick. So a banana, I'd eat one of those every day. I'd have them in my smoothies, so we'll go with that. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm impressed. Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting one. Your favourite kids TV programme? I'm going to go back in time and say The Magic Roundabout, because I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. So That is cool. I... I do remember the Magic Roundabouts, and I haven't seen it for ages. It'll be on YouTube, won't it? Yeah, I'm sure if they still do it, it's completely changed. But it used to be just, just mad, just mad characters. And I thought, I think it, they didn't move that much. It, it was good. It, it was, was good. good. Yeah, no, that's that's. that's I'm going to have to watch some at the end of the show. Okay, next question: Your favorite classical composer? So I'm so glad I knew this question was coming up because I've got to give it some thought. Um, I like Gershwin. Does that count because he's modern classical? Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, no, we can give that because he is a classical composer. Obviously, he he kind of did a lot of jazz. Is a kind of classical thing of jazz. But yeah, we'll give you that. That's okay. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, do you, so you're a Rhapsody in Blue fan? Yeah, absolutely. I have yeah. that everywhere. Everywhere. I have lots of copies of it all over the place. So, well, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Right, okay. So you know what the final question is going to be, which is your favourite app. This is the hardest one, I think. Yeah. So the, I just went for the one I've been using the most recently, which is Revolut, which is a banking app. Ah. I love it because when we were in the States, I could transfer a certain amount of money over into dollars and you don't have to pay any exchange rate on it. Yeah. And I could save it up throughout the year. So I was using it. That was what I used when I was in the States. So awesome. if you haven't looked at it, look at it. It's great. Yeah, the, these, these, new, uh, these new tools that allow you to be to use multiple currencies all around the world are just, that's what we need these days because so many of us are working with clients all around the world. So you don't want to be messing yeah. around with, you know, ridiculous transfer fees and all this kind of stuff. My, my big problem at the moment is PayPal. I have real problems with PayPal because unfortunately when people, when I get paid in PayPal, there are some, th- some things, for example, affiliate income where I can only be paid using PayPal. And so I get paid in dollars and then I, ha- I have got no choice but to convert it into pounds and they take a really horrible fee. So if anyone yeah. knows of a way of getting around that, I don't think there is, unfortunately. But it's just one of those things. That's annoying things. I know, yeah. annoying things. Anyway, right. Well, it's time to get on with the main part of the show, which is all about strategy, really. But before that, I just wanted to, you know, you've done a lot of live shows before. And I just, you know, do you get 
do you feel you get nervous when you do live shows? And, and also, do you, have you had any disasters? So I don't get nervous. I did used to get nervous. In fact, so I've been making videos for, I've been in business 10 years. So I've been making videos for this business for 10 years. And when live video came along, I did find it harder because you can't edit. You can't edit out your mistakes. So there was a fear to start with. In fact, it took me a long time to do my first live video. I did it on Periscope. And I remember I just like, it was just a random, I'm going to do this right now video, which is usually quite good. But somebody direct messaged me as soon as I finished saying, don't worry, you'll get better, which which didn't help. But since I'm no longer nervous getting in front of um, a live broadcast, I think just over time, it's, I've stopped being nervous. I do try and procrastinate and put it off. So maybe that's my way of dealing with it rather than feeling the nerves. Have I had mistakes? Yes, of course I have. <laughs> Go on, tell us some more. We, we like to hear the mistakes because it makes I, me feel better. <laughs> I was determined. I, I still am determined to be as consistent as I can with my live show. So it's Friday mornings at 9.30 a.m. And I tried the first year I was at Social Media Marketing World. I stayed up very late. I persuaded some friends to stay up late with me. Tim Lewis, if he's watching, he was involved. And I asked him to actually help me with the show. And everyone else was very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yes, Tim was, Tim was a little bit drunk. And then a girl came bashed in during it. She'd just come back from a party and joined in. And she was quite drunk. And I remember waking up the next morning going, what have I done? That was on my Facebook page. And people loved it. They loved it. It's one of the, the biggest organic reaches I've ever had on, on one. And it was just like in the lobby of a hotel with a few drunk people. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Well, in fact, it was a lot better than I thought it was. And I was so thankfully-ish. Well, that's cool. So, and is it, does it still exist or did you take it down? It's still there somewhere on my Facebook page, yeah. I'm sure, if you, you want if it. You, if you dig, dig down. But it's kind of interesting, isn't it? That sometimes those kind of videos are the ones that you might be feel tempted to, to delete, you know, the things where things maybe didn't go quite so well and, you know, the disasters. And, and actually, quite often it's those, it's the bits when, the times that when you make mistakes and things don't go according to plan, that actually to do the best, you know, they're, they're more raw and authentic ones. I think that the difference would be like, for example, when we, we did the show just before this one, when the audio just wasn't working and people couldn't hear us, that mm -hmm. kind of show, that's that kind of disaster you don't want to probably no. That's leave out there because it's yeah. just frustrating for people to listen to. So let's talk about strategy. So why do we need to have a live video strategy? What's the point of that? I think live videos, like any other sort of content, it's we love doing it or we hate doing mm. it. Someone told us we should do it, so we do it, but we don't really know if it's driving any sales or it's doing anything positive for our business. So I would involve live video in almost every section of your strategy. It doesn't have to just be live. It should slot into everything that you're doing. So as talking earlier, there's, I always talk about the content gremlin. He's the guy that sits on your shoulder and he'll tell you, you are wasting your time. And he's like, he's very persistent. And he'll do that until you stop doing what you're doing. And actually what you're doing could be really effective, but unless you have a strategy in place, you've no way of knowing. If you have your strategy, you can say goodbye to Mr. Content Gremlin. I like that. Yeah, because that, that we've talked about this gremlin a lot on the show. And I think it can manifest, uh, I don't know whether it's a he or a she or just an it, probably an it. An we'll it. We'll an go it. for an We'll call for an it. Because, yeah, it can manifest itself in lots of different ways. We've talked about imposter syndrome on the show. We've talked about 
lots of different things. Uh, you know, the, the fact that we we listen to this negative negative voices inner voice, and that can that can really stop us from doing it. You know, we don't really need when it's something scary like doing a live video. We don't really need much of an excuse, most of us, to 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 not do it. So actually, having a strategy in place reminds us. I think that's what you're saying. Reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing. But does it also help us? to be more successful in what we're doing. I mean, what, where would we start with a live video strategy? Because we hear a lot of people talking about strategy and we might have a different strategies for different areas of our business. But when it comes to live video, where should we even start? I think when people talk about strategy, sometimes they talk about it like it's an airy-fairy thing. But really, it's, it's a very simple process to go through. You need to attract an audience. You need to make them trust you. And then you make them buy from you. So, you know, that's what we need to think of with our videos. So I'll give you me as an example, but I'll give you some other suggestions as well. I do this live show every Friday at 9.30. If I plug that enough. You, you are allowed to plug this. It's a great show. So check, check it um, out. And that's a news show, a, a, a social media news show. But I started doing that because people or customers, my audience were always saying, you know, how do we stay on top of with all the changes on social media? And there's loads of news shows out there. So I was, I was a little bit reluctant to do it because so many other people were doing it. But then I just started thinking about how I could take the news and I could make it relevant to my audience. So how does this affect their business? I'm not just going to report on something that Facebook or Twitter or Instagram changed unless it's going to have an impact on marketing your business. And that's been really good for my awareness to get people to know who I am. In fact, I've discovered that every single customer that I have has watched my show. Yeah, so it's been really strong. But of course, I'm not getting sales directly from that. That's just the mm, way of mm. building awareness. That's your first stage of your strategy. So if you're looking for something that you want to do, it could be an interview show like this one, you know, that's talking to guests that you know your audience will be interested in. And you all also know that their interests, their audiences will be interested in you. It's a fabulous way of building engagement. So an interview show or even something that's sharing a few tips, I wouldn't be going into too much detail there, but just things you know your audience wants to know is a way to drag them in and get them to recognize you. So I love that first part of the process. But then a lot of people just stop there. And that is not enough because mm. I don't get direct, even though my customers watch my Facebook Live, I don't get direct sales from that. So you need to look at other live broadcasts that you could do maybe that would help push them towards sales. Yeah, that's that. And I, I really want to, to talk to you about that because I, I think you're right. People just stop with the live show. So, and, and I can kind of understand because there's so much that goes into it. I mean, you know, once you've got the tech sorted and sometimes <laughs> that is an ongoing thing that you need to grapple with and, you know, you've got a little bit more confident or you've got confidence enough to at least get in front of the camera. Again, that's something you need, still need to work on. And you've planned what you're going to do and you've promoted it. And then you kind of feel that you want to give yourself a pat on the back at that point. And I, th I think we should give each other a pat on the back. But that's not the end of the story, is it? There's so much more other stuff that we need to do. And so that's what I, I, I definitely want to talk to you about. Before we, we do that, Amanda, just a few comments. We've got, so, oh, Lisa Callner-Williams is here from Agora Pulse. Hey, uh, one of our favorite people. So she says, whoa, I get on Facebook and see like two of my favorite social media marketers which is awesome. We need to get you on the show, Lisa. Uh, and then Tim, Tim Saunders is still here, and he's, which is lovely. He's saying, any tips on how to monetize shows? Is that something that you can talk to us about as well, Amanda? 
it's not something directly monetizing as in, you know, his money exchange for it. No, sorry, that's not something no, but, I do. But, but, it's more a business kind of transaction. Yeah, so, but, so I suppose there are two different types of monetization here. There's, there's like going live and getting money straight away, that, that type of monetization. But I think what you're focusing more on is the long-term strategy that will, that will end up monetizing. So it, it's not, it doesn't have like a, a direct effect on, on the money, but it will do long-term. Would you say that's right? Well, definitely the third part mm. of my strategy that I'm going to talk about, that's where Ooh. you get your sales. So you can actually in the second part as well, but the third part is the real, the real cruncher. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. Yeah. Right. Well, before we get onto that, it's time. I don't want to forget my next sponsor, which is Content 10X. So we'll just, I'll just talk a little bit about Content 10X because they've been sponsoring the show right from the start. And, and Amy Woods, who is the founder of Content 10X, is a good friend of mine. She lives just down the road. They are awesome. They really are. They are experts in content repurposing and they provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. So they'll take that one piece of content, in our case, live video, and they will explode it across the interwebs for you. So it could be turning it into a blog post, turning it into a podcast, into social media images, into little videos for your various platforms out there. And the great thing is, you know, it's so easy to create a live video show once you've sorted out the tech, which always works, of course. But, you know, once you press the end broadcast button, you've got a piece of content that they can then take and repurpose into all those different types of posts and formats, which is awesome. But of course, you could do it yourself. I mean, Content 10X will offer this as a full service. But if you want to learn how to do it yourself, they've got a blog, they've got a podcast, they've got a book. All you need to do is go to content10x.com. It's packed with great advice on all things repurposing. So just go to content10x.com. And I thank you, Amy and the team, for sponsoring the show. Right. So we're going to get on with the exciting stuff, Amanda. We, we've we've talked about the kind of the basics of getting started with with strategy. I also want to talk to you about you know how do we if we're doing it ourselves. I mean, obviously, we can hire people like you to do it, and in in some ways, I think that's a really good thing to do because sometimes we're almost too close to our business and we can't see what we're doing. Uh, so we can't see the wood for the trees or whatever. So that is one thing. But if we're if we're starting out ourselves, how would you say just writing it down on paper? You know, how do we actually put it together? And then can you get on to the bit, bit more of the nitty gritty of, of strategy, live video strategy? Yeah, so definitely write it down because I talk to a lot of people and they'll say, yeah, I've got an idea in my head, but that's not strategy. You need to really write it down. You need to work out how you're going to measure it. So how will you know you're successful? You need a lot of different pieces to go into it. Are you going to repurpose it? You've just had time. To- talked about content 10x which is all about repurposing are you going to use the content elsewhere and if so how will you know if that's working so it is a bit of a longer thought process rather than just grabbing a few ideas and putting it together and I suppose that's where the the three stages of your I mean some people would call it a funnel some people have got the awareness consideration and sales which is what I'm talking about but knowing that you've got content that is delivering at each stage of your customer journey a big mistake a lot of businesses make is they either create too much of that soft content like the show that I'm talking about or an interview show like this and they never do anything on the sales side or they just push out sales posts which we just know scare people off right that's that's not going to sell anything alone you need everything else going so you do need a show that is going to answer a real need 
that your customers and your audience had. So in my case, it was keeping them informed about the changes in social media that would impact them. For you, it could be making sure mm. that they're, they're learning about how powerful live video can be so that when they need help, they go to you. For a retailer, it could be, you know, keeping people informed about what's going on locally in the local area, becoming the go-to resource for that. Now, again, that's not direct sales. That's your top of the funnel. In the middle, you'd want to look at something that is more about you and your business. So this, traditionally, we've talked about webinars here. I hate the term webinar. Do you hate the term webinar? Yeah, well, I have a love-hate relationship. Well, I wouldn't say love hate kind of like I'm kind of a bit about it it is what it is I think it's a horrible word I think people now see webinar and go right somebody's going to try and sell me something and of course that's what we want to do (laughs) but you don't have to do that in the middle of the funnel you can provide like a masterclass. or I think Mm. it was because of you I actually do almost every year I didn't do it last year I do a live strategy workshop on my Facebook Mm. page like a webinar I promote it like a webinar but it's free for everyone to look at using Facebook Live. And that tells people what I do because it's about strategy. So it is about how you build your strategy. And of course, at the end, I will tell people, you know, that they can work with me one-to-one, but it's delivering value and it's showing that wider audience. Now that you know who I am, this is what I do. So that's something I think any business can take up. That's that's cool. Yeah, because it. I, I think, you know, the word webinar is more what we call it, but we don't have to kind of, say that this is a webinar to the, to our audience we can just say this is a yeah. live video and or this is i don't know just a show or whatever just come up with something something else because webinar isn't the most sexy title is it no it's 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 terrible it's i just think yeah it it turns people off straight away so this is a workshop or this is a training session or this is just a tutorial there is, just to give an example that isn't digital marketing, because I think that always helps, there's a woman that has a shop where they do up um, old furniture, quite close to me now in a town in Leash, which is the next county up from me. And she does regular Facebook lives doing up furniture to show cool. you how to do up your furniture. That's exactly your middle of the funnel stuff. She gets great reactions to that stuff. So it doesn't have to be, I think, very often we think webinar masterclass, that's just for digital <laughs> marketers. You know? We have to say it in that voice, webinar masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? That's what that's how it, those words make us feel. It's like draining. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's got so let me see if I've heard you right. So I we need to have a goal in mind. We need to be thinking for every show that we do, we need to make sure that we know why we're doing it. Maybe it's the it's mm. the why. Do you think we need to have, do you think we should just have one why? I suppose what I'm asking is, I, I know that some people do different types of live shows. They'll, they'll do maybe a how-to live show to demonstrate their expertise. And they may do like a behind the scenes live show because they're wanting to show how they work. And then maybe another one where they're out and about and they're just trying to show that they are a real human being and, and have a put a bit of empathy but the ultimate aim is to drive people over to them to, to increase the sales. I mean, what's the best way of, of managing all our different live shows? So I think it's good. All those ideas are good ideas. But I think you need to know where the purpose of it. So if you're showing behind the scenes, I would say that's in your consideration phase, which is what we just talked about. If you're showing something else, that which phase does it fit into? 
So there's different things you're going to measure in your awareness phase. You want to reach as many people as possible. You know, that's got to be Mm. your goal. As many people in your target market as possible as well. You have to get a little bit more specific. Whereas in your consideration phase, really, you want to reach people who already know about you because, you, you know, that's the level of trust that they're going to have at that phase. And the same with sales. When it comes to sales, that's easier to measure, right? Because you can see the sales yeah. coming in. We yeah, haven't yeah. talked about that section yet. But once you know which section that fits into, and make sure you've got something in each section as well, which, like I say, a lot of businesses forget to do the sales stuff, which is crazy when you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. But you do. I know, I know people do. I do sometimes. You know, it's okay. But you need to make sure you've got that balance. So I'm not going to do a sales live, which we'll talk about shortly every week. I'm not going to do a a, a tutorial or, or a webinar, if I have to use that word, every week either. But that's going to happen now and then in order to activate my audience that I'm building at the awareness space. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. So I think, you know, for every show that we do, a lot of us will have a tagline for, for what it is or... So for example, for me, my, I have three different categories for my live shows. One of them, I'm tackling the mindset and the fear of getting in front of the camera. The second one is the tech and the gear. And the third one is the content and marketing. But that's in terms of the content, is not strategy. So actually what you're saying is we need to, for each of our shows, we need to think, well, what are we doing? What is the point of this? What are we actually trying to do for our own business? Would you say that's the best way? Yeah. And I think the show that you're doing, this show, the Confident Live Marketing Show, is brilliant awareness, right? Because I know lots of people watch, listen, the way you're repurposing, it means you're reaching a massive audience. But then I would look at doing some webinars, maybe, that are a little bit more specific that would drive people. I mean, they can buy at that phase as well, just because it's the consideration phase. But tell people more about what you do, because you'll probably find, I know you say it now and then, but you probably find people don't know, right? Oh yeah. I mean, this is, this is a big, I mean, this was a problem for me last year or the year before, which is people would come up to me and say, Ian, I love what you're doing on, you know, all the content, but what is it that you actually do? And I've heard, you know, a lot of people, a lot of small businesses, solo entrepreneurs struggle with that. I've become a lot better at that, a lot, but it's still something that I know that I need to remind myself about. And I know that a lot of my listeners and viewers struggle with this. I know it's something that you've probably struggled with, Amanda, too. So it's it's a case of just reminding ourselves all the time, isn't it? So, yeah, I've just had an idea for you. I had to go and look at my notes. But one thing you could do is, aside from this show, maybe you could do live coaching calls. So that's something, mm. you know, just show somebody how the process works. Get somebody on who's nervous about being in front of the camera, obviously. You had to get them on. <laughs> yeah, they can't be so nervous that they're not actually going to get on. But yeah, a little bit nervous. Yeah. But if people could see the process that you go through with yeah. people, that's an excellent middle of the funnel and even can push people right into the sales. So it almost slots into the sales section. Mm. You know, that's something that you can do to promote more people to know about what you do. So I wouldn't change, I wouldn't try and slot it into this show, mm. but you could retarget the people who watch this show with ads or your mailing list or anywhere that you've got your captive audience, maybe offer it in a private Facebook group so that you're gathering people there. And that's a way to tell people, this is what I do. You know, if you're interested in this product and service, I'm, I'm the person who does this for you. This is awesome. I think you can come on again, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just uh, send you an invoice. Yeah, I do. <laughs> this is great. So go go through the the the, the three, aren't there? there? There are three stages. Did you call so them we, stages or phases? Stages. 
So yes, we've talked about three phases, three stages. I probably use both words. So we've talked about your awareness phase. We've talked about consideration phase. So once people know you and they start knowing more about what you do and they consider your products and service. So the next thing is your sales phase. So this is when you can do, I mean, you can do like an online sale. You can say, I'm going to have an online sale on this day and, you know, get out your products and sell them live as if it's a shopping channel. I mean, that's one option. It's not going to work for everyone. For people like us, business business people or people that provide a service, you could maybe do, instead of an interview with just somebody who your audience is going to like, you could do a case study video with someone, taking them, talking to them through the process of how they worked with you and what the change was after they'd finished working with you. So you'd have a very good structure to that case study, maybe the problem that they had and how you've solved it for them, but that can work really well. Or even thinking not mass, I think we think live video is mass broadcasting, but I do all my sales calls on Zoom now because I think you've got that. It's a little bit better than doing it on the phone because you can see people, you can have that one-to-one interaction, you can feel like you really know them. And it's a really good way to understand your customer, just get them to tell them their stories and their problems that they have, not just phoning them up and trying to sell them something. I mm. find that is really effective. So it doesn't have to be a one-to-mass live broadcast. It can be a one-to-one live broadcast. Yeah, t- totally agree. Yeah, so we tend to get so many of us overly focused on big numbers, don't we? You know, we want to get as many numbers watching as live. And it's a vanity statistic, if I can say the word, Vanity statistic at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, actually, what's really important is to engage with a smaller number of our core fans, our, our, our potential clients, people who actually want yeah. to listen to us. And that's something that I've been focusing on a lot more this year. That's, that's some really, really awesome stuff here. We've got some quest, uh, questions and comments. Uh, Carrie says, I thought you did coach. Yes. And yes, and I do. I do coach. I do coaching, uh, Carrie. Um, but maybe I'm not so, maybe I need to kind of talk about that a little bit more on the show. And I agree with you, Amanda, you should if you don't. And uh, she also says, case study video, great idea. So yeah, there's loads of different types of types of live video shows that we can do, whether it's actually a show, it could be a case study, it could be live coaching. I love all those ideas. And you've given me, given me so many different ideas of the kinds of things that we can do. So, and it could be, it could be kind of, as you walk, sharing some of your ideas. So maybe make uh, make a list of all the different types of live videos that you can do, but always have a reason why you're wanting to do it. And it needs to be one of those three phases, stages. I keep forgetting. I say both. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> There's no right or wrong. Awesome. So is there, is there anything else you, you wanted to share with us? Just I'm just aware of time because of the technical problems. We are a little bit later than we usually are. But uh, have you got any more, uh, anything you'd like to add just to finish with? I suppose really it is, you don't have to do this right off the bat, I think, is get used to video, get used to using video to communicate with your audience. Live video is such an amazing tool. I love the way that people can interact with me and they feel like they know me. So it does actually accelerate that first stage, that awareness stage, because once people have watched a good chunk of one of my live videos, they do feel like they know me. So, you know, start off with getting comfortable with everything. Don't try and like jump in with all all the different videos I've suggested now. But once you've got to that phase where you know what you're doing and you're comfortable with it, Mm. do exactly like you said, Ian, write down a big list of all the videos you could create and work out where they fit in that sales process. And if you've got something missing, if you're missing that sales process, think about 
well, do I need to bring my calls with my my potential customers online? Do I need to offer? Because this is something else they do. Every now and then I put out an offer for a free half hour strategy call. And, you know, some of those people buy, some of them don't. But I never get like everyone on my mailing list signing up. So I'm never yeah. overwhelmed. But it's a really good way to get to know what your customers need and what you can provide for them. That's great. That's a really, really good point there. And don't worry, you're not going to get, but if you offer a free consultation, free 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, you're not going to get completely inundated. Because when I've done this in the past, I was worried about that. And you maybe I maybe got three or four off, depending on the list. So yeah, that's a great, great point. Well, thanks, Amanda. You've shared so many good things, so many amazing things there. We, we'll need to get you back on the show because there's probably so much more we can talk about. I know that you, I'm going to put this link in the show notes and, and in the comments, but you've got a free digital marketing strategy template and workbook, haven't you? Yes. So if you want to go and develop your strategy in any area of digital marketing, you go download this book. It's got worksheets. It's got a content calendar. It's got articles that will help you complete it. So um, I think it's like 90 pages long or something. So it's fairly hefty. Wow. But if you're worried about where you should even start with your strategy, this is for you. And um, awesome. it's free. It gives you the option to sign up to my mailing list when you, you download it, but you don't have to. So, you know, you can have it for nothing. That's pretty good. But I think I think it'll be good to sign up to your newsletter as well, because you do share some really good tips and I, I love your newsletter. So that would be awesome. Well, thanks, Amanda. And I, I, again, apologies for the technical problems that we had before, but I think we've had a really good show. It's been, you've, certainly you've been showing some amazing things. It's always Fab, just having a chat with you, Amanda. And uh, I know Me people too. who've been watching it have really enjoyed it too. So thank you. So how could people find out more about you? Where's the best you place to hang out with you? Go to my website, spiderworking.com. All my social is at spiderworking. So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and what's the other one? Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. I just not, don't use Instagram very much. Not, not, Google, <laughs> not Google Plus anymore. But uh, what, what, do you want to explain why spiderworking? Oh, it's just one of those things that always sounds like it's going to be a glamorous description, but it's totally not. I just like when I started the business, I started with the name Webnet, um, but I couldn't get Webnet. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I could not get Webnet.com. So I stayed up all night putting in. I started with Web and ended up with because my name is Web, Amanda Web, and started, ended up with spiders and networking. Um, Sounds, sometime yeah. in the middle of the night and I finally got spy I couldn't get spider networking I could get spiderworking.com so and that's where it comes from and the rest is history awesome exactly yeah. well that's great well thank you Amanda thanks for listening to the podcast as well so if you want to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't come across it all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash podcast that'd be awesome and you can subscribe in your favorite podcasting app but until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. See you soon. Bye. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Amanda Webb, please help me with my love.
Amanda Ware, please help me. I really feel I'm lost at sea. Amanda Ware, please.